0: Welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. Today, a very special reality TV episode. I feel like we don't do that many of these. I don't know if we've ever done one. Hmm. We definitely have. No, I
1: think I've wanted to. I'm not sure if we actually <laughs> have. We definitely <laughs> never did The Bachelor. I don't think we did Love is Blind. Oh, you know what? We like sort of talked about like the first episode of Are You the One, and that was it.
0: Oh. Yeah, you may be right. It feels so familiar, though. I feel like we've talked about reality television much just offline, just to each other.
1: I probably have, but yeah, I don't think on here that was what the phase was for. I know I've watched all of The Love is Blinds, but I don't think... Yeah, we've definitely never talked
0: about them on here. So inaugural reality TV full episode, The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On. Is that what it's called? Marriage or Move I On? I think that's the full name. Marry or Move On. When I first heard about this show... During the pandemic I, in my head Called it I think I may have Texted you this Back in 2020 The ultimatum Marriage or murder I think is what I thought it was called I think you did But also, Jenny This premiered in 2022
1: Literally last year Yep, 100% I would stake my life on it Wow So you I mean, but you're right You did call it that You're not mixing up With another show You just have your timeline I'm just Very wrong To be fair I was in lockdown When I watched it I had COVID When I watched season one so
0: maybe that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> I don't think that's what I was remembering. That seems, it seems so long ago that I even watched it. Whatever. Anyway, my bad. Um, Yeah. Marriage or murder, very different show than what we are getting. Although similarly. It's actually tense. more
1: fun. Although I like this one. This one is fun. So I'll say both would be fun. I don't know what that would look like, but I would, I would enjoy it.
0: It would definitely be a little iffy in terms of, you
1: know. Well, it couldn't be a reality show, obviously. Hopefully
0: not. We could make a spinoff scripted show, Marriage or Murder.
1: When we were prepping for this, I was like, do any of my friends watch this? I was thinking that I could do like episodes one through three with someone while you were gone. And then we could come back when you were back. This was last week when you were on your longer trip or two weeks ago. But then none of my friends watch it. I was like, well, who's going to listen to our podcast? Just strangers, which we like you (laughs) too, strangers. But I was like, why aren't any of my friends watching this? This show's so good.
0: I, to be honest, until you mentioned that we should do this for the podcast, I was not going to watch this season. They've had, wait, they've had a couple of seasons at this point. How has it only been a year? This is the second. No. You're thinking of, there
1: was a, uh, they called it the Ultimatum Queer Love, which was technically a spinoff and not a season. But that came out in like April of this year.
0: Wow. I really, yeah.
1: I thought that was a full separate season. I guess, I guess not. I mean, it should have been, I don't know. I mean, it could have been like, it doesn't really matter. The distinction is arbitrary.
0: Anyway, I wasn't planning. I didn't watch that, but maybe I should. I wasn't planning on watching this, but now we're talking about it. So here I am. I'm watching it. I'm now a little bit invested. I'm also a little bit annoyed, more than a little bit annoyed. (laughs) One of my notes for this, for the first three episodes is nothing about this show makes sense to me. So that's where I'm coming from. (laughs) Well, it
1: makes sense. It just doesn't make sense that people would actually go on the show. And I, I I've had a lot of myself about it. Yeah. Because like, how much are these people really just going on for TV fame? It has to be more than normal. Even like if you go on love is blind, like you could say, you know, I, I am looking for someone I would love to meet someone, but also I want internet fame on this show. It feels like a couple of the people, maybe like a few, and we'll talk about them. You know, they they actually want to get married and they're somehow maybe hoping that this gets them for them. But that feels like very few of the people, even, and that most of them are looking for a new person to date and also on internet fame. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, I okay. I try really hard not to like I know that other people have other opinions that my my opinions are not the only ones in the world. And are definitely not the only valid ones, but I cannot, I have a very hard time seeing the point of view that is like, hmm, our relationship is good and I want to get married to this person, but they don't want to marry me. Let me ask them to go on a reality TV show where we date other people so they can see how great I, am. like none of the like mechanisms in there make any sense, I think is what I was saying with that note. It's just like, how in the world would you, why would you want to marry someone who you have to force to like see the good things about you, first of all, like why you just, I don't know why, why would you want to force someone into marriage? Who's not ready for it. That just doesn't make sense to me. And then the secondary thing is why would you, why would you want to marry someone after you do like date other people for three weeks? Is that however long it is? Is it a month? I don't know. Two to four. If it's not clear, the premise of this TV show is a couple, a, a bunch of couples come on, um, who one of the pair is usually ready for marriage and has made this ultimatum, and the other one is usually not ready for marriage for whatever reason. The dudes often say it's a financial thing, which is just sort of like a cop out. It's uh, and the ladies who are well, given the to ultimatum. Be fair, the yeah. ladies don't always give the ultimatum. No, no, that's what I said. I'm I'm saying when when the ultimatum is given to a dude, usually the reason that he's not ready is financial. When the ultimatum is given to a lady, usually the reason is like she doesn't really see the point or like like the man. She actually doesn't like him. He doesn't see the point or like values her independence too much.
1: That's again like I feel like the show tries to not fall into the stereotypes of like the woman always gives the ultimatum because the man's not ready to settle down yet. But at the end of the day, like there's clear heteronormative gender role stuff happening here as it hard is. as they pretend like there's not but i assume that everyone listening to this has seen the show um if not just be warned we will be spoiling the first three episodes obviously it is the kind of thing you could just listen to this and never watch the show and maybe that would be fun for you and also even if you're going to watch the show i wouldn't say i mean like our spoilers re- i mean they are spoilers are a thing in reality tv but like you can decide if you care about right. that. For the first three episodes,
0: I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, anyway.
1: I have a lot to say about the people more than I have to say about what. Happened? I guess really the spoilers would be like episode three, well, two and three. They finally pick who they're going to fake live with, and that real like a, live with, but oh, fake real Mary? live with but fake yeah. date, fake marry. Like they break up with their real partner and they're with someone else, which also I guess isn't fake, but just like. Is it is. contrived sure yes. so like that's a whole picking ceremony although if you watch the first episode i wouldn't say any of it was a surprise <gasps> there is one thing that will oh, be yeah. what i would say is a very a spoiler. Big spoiler so actually yeah. yeah if you if you're planning on watching these episodes maybe go do that first anyway that's our normal spoiler warning advice so i think we could just start i would like to start with talking about the couples like maybe we can go couple by couple what do you
0: think? Yes, I think that I think that works
1: because that's where I started in my notes. Like as each couple got introduced in episode one, I had thoughts. I had a lot of thoughts about (laughs) all of these people, because like you said, I was kind of thinking like, you know, why do you go on this show? How do you get here? Can I even extrapolate some some semblance of reasonableness in what they're (laughs) saying? And mostly the answer was no, but (laughs) it was very entertaining. And I would like to start with Roxanne and Antonio.
0: Okay, let me scroll down in my notes to find Roxanne and Antonio, because I gotta say, I don't remember who (gasps) Oh my God. Okay, real quick, before you say anything, Antonio was it was bothering me for the longest time. And but for the longest time I mean the first two episodes because that's how long it took me to figure it out. He looks like the doppelganger of one of the buzzfeed actors from when we were in college. And I I know I
1: never watched those.
0: Okay, well, I figured I'm out who it is. I'm sad because
1: I thought he looked <sighs> familiar, too, and I thought you were about to say that I – thought, I thought you were going to say somebody that maybe I knew because I haven't figured it out yet.
0: You never watched any of the BuzzFeed, like – No. None of the <sighs> – okay, well, the person uh, – I guess it's not going to be a big reveal for you, though, but it's Zach Evans. For anyone who wants to – I'll, like, throw up a picture of the two of them maybe on our um, Instagram later because it's remarkable how – I even looked to see if they were siblings, cousins. Couldn't find anything, but – Really well, crazy how much it must be that he
1: looks like a very generic white man.
0: No, you'll see it.
1: It's like the whole face. Well, no, I'm saying the fact that he also reminded me of someone. But I oh, am excited oh. <laughs> to see his doppelganger No, he looks like someone, and one day I'll figure it out. But yeah, so Roxanne and Antonio, they I made some little notes to myself because I felt again I was trying to figure out the whole thing. So they've been dating four years, and they're 30 and 31. You know what? I'll give this season is that the first season of this show. Almost everyone, I believe, going off memory here, so it could be wrong, was under 26, with a lot of the couples being like 22, 23, 24 years old. And that, like, I know the show is unrealistic. It's ridiculous. You can't imagine why anyone would go on it. But with them being so young, it just, it made me feel even more like these people are so obviously on here for internet fame because there's no way that this many people are out here being like, I absolutely have to get married or I will die. Like at 22, it just was like, I don't, I'm sure for some people, but it was like everyone. And it just felt wrong.
0: I'm sure it marri- uh, marries. <laughs> I'm sure it matters a little bit. Well, it wasn't the very first season based somewhat like geographically, the age of people wanting to get married is going to change. I, to be, honest with you haven't been paying attention with where they are right now but in season
1: one they were in austin
0: Mm, okay yeah like yeah
1: i think they did i think they made more of an effort to find older couples like i think they i don't know either that was like feedback they got or or they had more applicants because people know about season like they watched season one so then they were excited to apply for season two but i met like i think most of the couples besides maybe ryan and james are like older than 26 with a lot of them being like 28 29 30 31 so plus thumbs up a plus for that (laughs) uh so Roxanne and Antonio back to them 30 and 31 they've been together for four years which like is a while for how much I think they just don't like each other and specifically Roxanne just does not like Antonio
0: yeah I have the same thing to say about another couple (laughs) But Not um, this couple? No, no, no. Same same thing to say. I, I feel like I don't want to jump ahead, but Roxanne, who Roxanne winds up partnering up with, I feel like the same dynamic is a little bit present in that couple oh, as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We'll get there. Yes. Did, you, did um, you get that from these two? Oh, 100%. I really don't understand their dynamic.
1: I think she just she all. straight up doesn't want to marry him. And she starts by saying like why would i marry him when my career is going well which i was like okay maybe i could understand that but you know we're different people so i wasn't really relating but i was like okay maybe but then she follows it up with i want an ambitious man and that's just not antonio i was like okay sorry so is it the that you want your career and you don't want to marry or is it that you you're looking for a man that is not your current boyfriend
0: i think the problem is is that she, I mean, yes, I think both are actually true because I think she doesn't want to be held down by someone who like, she doesn't want to be um, financially responsible for someone that she thinks of as financially irresponsible or just like stagnant. So like dating him is fine while she's successful in doing her own thing. But if she was tied to him legally, I think that would be a problem for her, which honestly like understand. Also, if she were considering marriage, like I think she realized maybe in episode two or three, that she's not against marriage, which is what she originally thought. But yeah, she is against marriage with Antonio. Like she's just right, straight up doesn't she want says it. she
1: doesn't believe in marriage. But then when she's talking to some of the other men later,
0: she's suddenly she's not like, against oh, marriage. Maybe if Antonio were just like less of, you know, a bum. She's,
1: all the things she doesn't like. And then she's right. like, yeah, well, I guess like, maybe marriage would be okay. But again, she's talking to another man when she's saying this
0: yeah there are just so many red
1: flags here she also says that she wants him to be like okay babe here's dinner and let's go watch the sunrise as in like spontaneous plans a date and in her one-on-one interview says well what if there's someone out there who does that okay number one that means it's not antonio and she's actively thinking about well is there another man out here okay again she's 31 and they've been dating for four years cut him loose Roxanne. That is not nice at this point. No. And number two, you like if they've tried to communicate, which, you know, who knows if they have, because I don't trust that. I don't trust these couples, not a single person in any of these couples to have tried to healthily communicate their needs or wants. But again, like, did did she ask him to be spontaneous or is she just sitting there like, well, he's not. And so I just don't want to marry him again. She's right then she says this was the biggest the biggest weird i'll call it a weird flag i don't know everything's a red flag but she said they're sitting together and roxanne says to antonio well like maybe you could meet someone here who's okay with your schedule okay so now you're pushing him to meet someone
0: else in this experiment both Scary. of them yeah both of them do that like Sorry, I keep saying both of them. The person that Roxanne matches up with, which- Okay, I'm... we'll we'll do them next. Okay. I know what you're talking about. The exact same thing. They're like, yeah, maybe you'll meet someone who like does all the things you want and like is more gentle with you. Right. <laughs> like, oh. So like they're a matchmaking
1: show. <laughs> Roxanne and Alex, who I know is who you're talking about, are literally yes, here you. to meet new people. And luckily for them, it seems like they've met each other.
0: They, I think, but that's the thing is, I think they didn't want to come on the show in the first place. Like they were the ones who were given the ultimatum, but now that they're here, they're like, sure, yeah, I'm gonna like, meet new people. Like, yes, I'll find a there. new, yeah, exactly.
1: Roxanne's also one of the only people who I felt like was treating her dates. It's so weird that they call them dates, but like when they're finding somebody else to live with or whatever, their new partner. Mm -hmm. their dates and in in these interviews these dating interviews or whatever the first dates she's telling everyone she's looking for someone super ambitious I'm sorry honey you're looking for someone you're looking for someone like that's not what you're here for that's not what's happening here also you're looking for someone super ambitious so now she's just telling everyone yes I would like to date someone that is not my current boyfriend that I've dated for four years
0: yeah, maybe she should consider some of the other uh, dating shows that are on air because, <laughs> it feels like, like break she's ready up with this man. <laughs> yeah,
1: there. I mean, there has to be stuff we're not seeing, but like, they were the they were the major couple, and I say that knowing that Cat and Alex are also pretty bad. Where I was like, they simply don't want to be together, and maybe Antonio thinks he does, but she just doesn't want to marry you. So move on. But I guess that's the point of the show.
0: Yeah, we'll never know what the background like. It's too too much is left unsaid and unseen by us to know actually what their dynamic is. Like they've been together four years, maybe they do have stuff that works well, and it's just like again, it wouldn't work well in a marriage. But they do really love each other, and that could be hard to let go of. But the way that they both are acting is it just <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. They probably should not. They probably shouldn't get married. If at the end of the show they do decide to get engaged, I will be confused upset weirded out there was a
1: couple from last season I don't know if you watched all the way through to the reunion but do you remember the oh, she had the one girl had like short blonde hair very oh, expressive face yes and Lauren? oh I have no idea what their names oh, were okay sorry no memory of that but she yeah and the guy they like I think they'd been together since high school maybe or at least like a long time and I think that this woman hated this man. Like, I actually think she just didn't like him. And they and got, they got married. married. And then they got pregnant. They got married and I think the they show, a baby now. They? Yeah, they did get married at the end. He was like, well, actually, this is a wedding now, right?
0: Or am I imagining? Yeah, I might, that was I made bonkers. That no, no, that's what happened. That was bonkers and I didn't like it.
1: But then in the reunion, she was pregnant. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that can either show us that people are truly delusional or there's just so much that we don't see.
0: Yeah, how much I mean, we should know. I feel like we should know better. The producers here and the people who like do the final edits are trying to shape what we think about these people as well. Like they want villains, they want people to be like, How are they together? Like there's there's a lot behind the scenes of reality TV shows that is just being like, it's not scripted, oh, yeah. I but I don't it's believe being, any of it. Yeah.
1: And we could be getting sound bites that are totally out of context that are the producers being like, Oh, like, if you were looking for someone, who would you be looking for? But make sure to word it. Like, I'm looking for someone who... Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's all manipulated. Back. I, like, really believe that the editing does a lot. But, I don't know, for the most part, it's more fun to pretend that it doesn't. So,
0: shall we talk about Kat and Alex? Yes, please. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, Go for it. I know you got a lot to say. No, mainly, I mean, same, same thing. Alex feels like like super condescending again could be the edits toward his the person who gave him the ultimatum cat um who by the way is a traveling nurse which is like a hard job high-paying difficult job anyway who she he the way he talks about her and the way their interactions go makes it seem like she's not driven like she's not as intelligent as alex and maybe i'm reading into this but like it just seems like all of the things like she doesn't challenge him enough is I feel like what they say a lot or what Alex says, but then also what, what he says he's looking for. Like maybe he wants someone to challenge him a little bit more, which is why he gets along with Roxanne, which is just so terrible to say when your partner is in earshot or just like around at all. Like I would be so upset to hear someone saying, even more so than, I guess, I guess it's the exact same. I guess Roxanne is like, Antonio doesn't really try enough or like, isn't as ambitious, but him say, or uh, Alex saying basically the same thing, but more so saying like, she doesn't challenge me really would, would uh, twist a knife in my gut. If I wish my partner was saying that about oh, me. Oh,
1: for sure. I had separate notes for episodes two and three that were like about the picking ceremony and stuff. But since we've just talked about Roxanne and Antonio and now we're talking about Captain Alex the four of them okay so first of all I obviously knew who was going to pick who that, that became very obvious the fact that they just like swapped partners yeah couples like partners is mm-hmm. interesting and I think we'll add a fun dynamic or like a more entertaining dynamic because in the first season it was a little more like a puzzle mm-hmm. and people didn't like neatly swap regardless my my reaction to the picking ceremony I don't know what they call it the choosing ceremony When Roxanne and Antonio and Kat Knox all had to like give their little speeches about why they picked someone, also just that's cruel in the first place. But I was shouting, not literally, but like in my brain, the screaming. Alex literally said to Roxanne when he was picking Roxanne, he said, You're the opposite of Kat. You're very witty, very smart. Yes. I'm sorry, I would simply kill myself if if
0: I were uh, were implied that you were just not intelligent.
1: No, like, and I'm, I only paraphrased like a tiny bit. I literally wrote it down because I was like, I cannot believe this just came out of this man's mouth. He said, literally, you're the opposite of cat, And then he said like
0: a few more words. I don't know if you can see this, but I wrote the exact same thing.
1: Yes. It was so insane.
0: You're very witty, very very smart. smart.
1: Just, just the opposite of cat. I'm sorry. I would... Leave the table. I'd be so mad. First out she of was tears. so composed, which was insane. I'm. I.
0: I mean, she said like, "Oh, you know, well, I have something to say,"
1: or whatever. And she did. I think say a little
0: something. I can't remember what it was. She's also but, a literal traveling nurse. She's a healthcare professional. You're not. You're. She's not dumb. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He really made her seem like she
1: was like a ditzy blonde, like a dumb blonde who had like no ambition, no opinions, no like can't make her own decisions just because she doesn't own her own company. (laughs) Which I'm sorry, if you're on TV being like, I own my own company, I own my own company. I'm a CEO. I'm an entrepreneur. What's your company? I don't believe you. That's fake. And no, you know what? It's probably, they're not allowed to say what it is, but it's giving a weird vibe. Okay. So he also, after he says you're the opposite of cat in the choosing ceremony, he, says, okay. I feel like everything he was saying should be taken as the opposite because he started the whole spiel with Roxanne. You're the opposite of cat, and so now he's he's telling Roxanne that she'd be a great wife because and you mentioned this because he knows that she'll challenge him and be independent, and he doesn't have to worry about her. So again, painting cat like this helpless baby child that he has to constantly take care
0: of, which again I would. Slip my throat when really it seems like what roxanne and alex both are are like um, i don't want to say less emotionally intelligent but like they're whatever their love language is or no maybe they are less emotionally intelligent it just seems like kat and antonio want more like emotional dependence i don't i don't really know what antonio's vibe is um to be quite honest i just know what Roxana said about him honestly don't remember most of what he said or any of his screen time separate from the commentary on him but Roxanne and Alex both seem like they're just like yeah i don't really want to worry about anyone's feelings
1: yeah cuz they're both they've both said that they want the person to be like more affectionate like antonio has said right. that about roxanne and cat i think has said like his something about alex being like you know overly logical or whatever which i think probably means the same thing but cat <laughs> just seems like this really nice person and Alex seems like an absolute dickhead. And he says it, the way he
0: says it is like so
1: schmaltzy. Oh, the condescending tone makes me want to scream. Yeah, you can- It really is. I'm sorry, how did she meet that man? And was like, yep, it's a thumbs up for me. You can just tell that he like
0: is good at making people think that he's a nice guy while also saying things that are like skeevy. I don't know. It, uh, he gives the vibe of like, I know, but trust I still get to see through that immediately. I think we can because we're watching a TV show and like able to see it from a distance, but maybe not. I don't know. True. They've only been
1: dating, well only, they've been dating for two years. And I think uh, it's a long time, I guess, but I feel like they're, I feel like they would have just naturally come to an end of their relationship and we're going to see it happen on this TV show instead. The end of my my notes about the choosing ceremony, though, I, just to further put the nail in the we hate Alex and Roxanne coffin. Mm-hmm. Roxanne says to Alex in front of Antonio and Cat, "I think you're the literal perfect person." Okay, so now if I write Antonio, I would off
0: myself. Just
1: between Cat and Antonio, how are they sitting there calmly?
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, I I don't want to keep bringing this up because I know you. It's like more fun to just think of it as as. Real and the way that, but I do think the that when she said, "I think you're the literal perfect person," she meant it in the context of to be my fake husband during this experiment. But at the same time, does it really matter? Still hurts.
1: Yeah, I mean that could have been editing, but if if that's really what she said and meant, truly really horrible. I forgot the part. I said that was the last nail in the coffin, <laughs> but I forgot the part where. Alex says he's happy the cat is with Antonio because Antonio is more patient and he himself is more ambitious. So again, they just want to get rid of their partners and push them onto these other people.
0: Yeah. I that said so condescendingly as though like, maybe you'll learn, maybe you'll like finally get what you wanted and like learn either how to be less dependent or like to for when you come back to me, like maybe you'll get it out of your system was sort of the 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 undertone of that, or like maybe you'll realize we're not supposed to get married. Both Antonio and Roxanne, no, sorry, both Antonio and Cat are the issuers of the ultimatum. So it did seem sort of like Roxanne and Alex were like, "Jokes on you! Neither of us want to marry you." Maybe you'll see, take this show as an opportunity to see that,
1: right? Because Ugh. they don't want to marry that. Right. It's not just that they don't want to get married, exactly. Oy vey! Wait, did I say yet? Yeah, I I know we went. We skipped to the choosing ceremony, and I had a couple more notes on Kat and during their intro, and I can't remember if I said this yet. I don't know. Go for it. But he says that he hasn't had time to propose because they've been busy, which feels fake, but okay. And then, in a really weird tone, he says, "Cat drives me crazy," like to the interviewer, and I it didn't that. seem like a wow, like she drives me crazy in such a good way. It seems like the thing you say where you're like, ha ha, I'm like chuckling, but really dying inside. Like, I don't think he likes her. And also he said, well, it might have been the same line. He says, cat drives me crazy. He says, it's hard to use words to say things. And I put that in a quote because I'm sorry, sir, you think you're smarter than the nurse? Mm. It's hard to use words to say things.
0: Also, you're in software sales. Like, You're not a fucking rocket scientist. He just making any digs at intelligence or wittiness, I feel like is so, ugh, I really dislike the way that they are portraying Alex, potentially Alex, who's to say, yeah, I, I, I don't remember him saying the like, <laughs> she drives me crazy part um, in the cartoonish voice that you are referencing. Well, I don't know if
1: it was an, I wrote in a super weird tone and I can't remember what the tone mm. was. I remember, I don't remember what it sounds like. I remember that it felt like he was trying to be like, cutesy about it like oh like drives me crazy but it didn't come off right it It came off like i literally hate this girl it says
0: like he 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 says in multiple interviews and also to the different contestants like he wants to be challenged by a partner who feels like his equal and isn't afraid to speak her mind in direct opposition to how he actually feels that his current partner is so to say that he he hasn't proposed because they've been busy just feels like a Dumb slap no, in the they, face. they all
1: have a dumb excuse. Yeah. It's either money, we've been busy, mm-hmm. whatever it is. The more they talk, the more you're like, that's not your reason.
0: Also, one of his biggest problems with Kat is that she's conflict avoidant or doesn't know how to use words to say things. I'm putting that in quotes. I don't think, like, I think that's the reason, again, uh, after only three episodes, I'm sort of psychoanalyzing. He seems like the kind of person who gravitates toward dating someone who is more like submissive So he's like, he's put himself in this position of not of wanting to someone to challenge him, but he was attracted to someone who like deferred to his opinions and like isn't as opinionated and wants just like copacetic, you know, niceness. And he seems to want someone to like butt heads with him and quote unquote be interesting by having their own opinions. Uh, I think it's going to come back to bite him in the butt a little bit. Like, I think he's not going to enjoy, I think he and Roxanne might fight and then he's going to be like, oh no, where's my like submissive partner who can just do whatever I want to do. I could see that happening because
1: he does give like controlling serial killer vibes. Yes,
0: absolutely. He does.
1: Do you want to talk about Ryan and James or do you have more on them? Ryan, No,
0: I don't. Um, Ryan and James are the young, youngins, right?
1: Yes, they are by far the youngest at 24 and 23. They're the high school sweethearts, what? the football player and the prom queen. Something like that. I started that sentence. I didn't know where it was going. I'm pretty sure that's what they yeah. were. And I have like some hope for these two, I'll say. There's definite red flags And I'm sure some heavily edited conversations that make it seem like they don't really like each other. But I don't know. They've been together for seven years. And his problem seems to be, at least I know I just made fun of this as an excuse, but his problem seems to be that he wants to be in a better financial space. That's what he said, at least. Mm -hmm.
0: But again, he's 24. So that could be real. I think he's lying I mean, I think financial concerns are always real. I think that people using them as an excuse, not specifically not to propose, is fake. Like you can make things happen. Honestly, two people. What is it totally fake? A two-person income.
1: Buy a wedding. Wait, but you can be engaged. Two person income when you're
0: 24 and 23. I just mean you can. It's not maybe that much money. You can be engaged for he's a, grad a while. Student. And and yeah, he's a. I think he's okay to wait. I I don't listen. I think it's too young to get married. I would not get married at that age. I just think the financial reasoning is wrong. I think what the real reason is, is that he thinks it's too soon, which is totally fair. They're so young. Even though they've been dating for seven years, they're like barely out of school. He's still in school. Like they haven't, being, They haven't been full adults yet for long enough. Oh, he's the grad student. You're right. I said she was. I think they should not be on this show because I think they should be waiting to get married. I don't think they should necessarily break up, but like, dear Lord, they do not need to get married right away. I don't really see what her – What I don't remember well, what Well, that was her... like every
1: couple yes, last yeah. season. So thank God this is the only one. But no, I agree. They're just too young. I also kind of get her point, which is like we've been together for all this time am I wasting my time? Sure. But I, yeah, that's hard. I feel like when you date from 16, which I don't have personal experience in this matter. So I'm just talking out of my ass. But when you date from that age, I don't really feel like you can count from that year. Like, oh, we've been dating for seven years, but like you were not an, exactly. not an adult. I don't know. I'm going to make people mad, but it just feels like you, ha- you have to be like, okay, we're, Adults, now we are establishing ourselves in our careers as financially independent people. Like, let's figure out how to date as adults now instead of just being like, Well, we've been dating for seven years, so either we're getting married now or we're breaking up. So, I think there's a little bit of like immaturity in her response there. Didn't they say they've never spent time just the two of them?
0: Like, the longest they've spent
1: together is two weeks in seven years. Yeah, that's and obviously that means like together because when they were in high school they lived in their parents' houses. Right. Right. So in all that time in college like their most time together has been for 2 weeks.
0: And now what? They don't live in the same city? I can't remember, but they don't live together. But that to me again is like you you've spent a lot of cumulative time together, but th- like you could do more to figure out if you're ready to be married before <laughs> just being like, well, like why don't they fake
1: Marry and live together for a month. Yeah, first. Well, no, I guess they will. I think that's that's the next thing that happens after they date other people. So maybe this was just a loophole for them. Mm. Are they like religious? Do their parents not want them to live together, but they'll let them go on this show and have sex on TV for everyone to see? Weird loophole, but maybe (laughs) super weird loophole. Uh, I I go back and forth with the two of them. I think they need to learn how to communicate as adults, and I think they've just like tried to skip that part mm -hmm. or just don't know how to do it, which it's hard for a lot of people, especially at 24. And hopefully they realize like they can work on that. And if they want to work on that, they will. I don't think they should get married at the end of this, nor do I necessarily think at this point in the show that they should definitely break up.
0: No, I don't know. I have, I think I agree with you. I have a hard time thinking, like, I don't want to say I don't. I think high school sweethearts are probably... A lot like a lot of them work out, you know, but also I know how much people change. I think, I think a good portion of people that meet when they're in high school and start dating don't grow at the same pace. And like, there's a good I just chance want to of-
1: make a quick disclaimer that Jenny is engaged to a man from high school. <laughs> yes, but we were not dating. <laughs> I know. I just felt like it's a, it was a funny interjection that needed to happen for the people who don't know. Sure. I, your point is still valid, not undermined by what I said. I just yes. needed to add it.
0: Yeah. Just to, to clarify, <laughs> my current fiance was a friend of mine, sort of acquaintance. In high school, became a friend in senior year. He just got demoted
1: to acquaintance. You can damn Cardi. You
0: can admit that we weren't really friends until like the end of high school. We didn't start dating until about four years ago. That's a long we're going back to the
1: point that you were making is if you stay together since high school. You've been dating a probably didn't learn how to communicate
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. Dating different people or even just like not dating someone. Like the fact that they have been consistently dating a person for seven years and not had time by themselves to sort of figure out what they like alone and like who, what they want is a little troublesome. Uh, It seems like it could be a recipe for, they either have to communicate really well with one another and be willing to make sacrifices is not the word that I mean, but just sort of like, compromise a lot potentially or they're just the most compatible couple in the entire world which is clearly not true considering that they're on this show
1: i think it's just that they don't communicate and obviously like college or high school sweethearts work
0: sure sometimes
1: i don't have the stats on that but like it can work and i think yeah it's hard to say like oh it's just a recipe for disaster it's just clear that in this case they don't communicate i don't even know if they communicate badly or if they just
0: simply don't i yeah i think i was gonna say this show is probably not the worst choice for them. I think the marriage part of it, like if it were just, if there was something else, if it weren't like, oh, at the end of this, you're either going to break up or get engaged. Maybe that would work. But the fact that those are the two supposed options feel wrong for this couple. Like, I think they could go through this experience and stay together. But like you said, not get married. I think that might be a mistake. And that was my
1: issue, just to say it again with last season, because they were all so young that I was like, why are the choices Marry or move on. This is ridiculous. Like, at least when you're 29, 30, whatever the the ages of the rest of them are, like, you know how to be in a relationship. You probably know more about what you want at that point. You're, I don't know, like, you have a biological clock if you're a woman. So that starts to become more of a thing. But the people last season who were so young and Ryan and James, like, it just feels like they've arbitrarily decided that they must get married or they will die. Who's next?
0: okay raya or there's lisa and and brian or yeah i'm fine with either
1: let's yeah let's do ryan trey okay and then we can end with lisa and brian so ryan trey are they're an interesting one because he's 29 but she's 25 and i would say it shows i would i would say her age really shows and i don't mean that as a positive she really gives like has no interest in getting married right now just wants to date around or they've been dating for two years and they live together so that's confusing i don't know it just doesn't feel like she's actually like that into this man
0: yes it seems like she relies on him for support and maybe isn't that into him but also she would like more of the like fireworks romance stuff. And Trey seems to be, like you said, a little bit older and sort of more like, oh, I show love in my, like in the subtler things and the like in um stability and like us being together. And she's like, but where are my like rose petal lined, whatever, and like a date in the sunset. I don't know. They just like have misaligned desires for their romance, it seems.
1: I think that, she, like, she ruined that for herself, it sounds like, when he said he did a huge romantic gesture for her their first Valentine's Day with, like, the rose petals and the, I don't know, stuffed animals, whatever it is, and then her response, her immediate response was, well, it's not like the TikTok video, which means she's put him on this pedestal, and then when he didn't, or, you know, these expectations on a pedestal, and when he didn't meet them, she wasn't even appreciative. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if now it's only been probably like a year and a half since then, if he just was like, well, I'm not doing that again because I don't want to be was horrible.
0: Yeah. And that is horrible. That's a horrible response. Yeah. If anyone tries something like, and puts that much effort and you just say, well, it's not as good as this thing that I had in my head unprompted, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Instead That's... of
1: being like, this is amazing. Or even just like, thank you so much. Yeah. If you, even if you don't like it, the first thing you say can't be, well, I don't like this. Also, like, you're just a bad person.
0: Do you think that means that she sent him a TikTok and was like, I want you to do something like this for Valentine's Day? And then he tried his best and she was like, mm-mm.
1: Yes, I do think that's what that means. But honestly, like, I feel like they were they were like close to having good communication. If she was like, hey, I really like romantic gestures – I mean, more likely it was like a passive aggressive, like, here, I'm just going to send this to him. Mm -hmm. But if she did communicate that she likes romantic gestures and he tried, they could come back from that. If that was her response, but he was like, hey, it upset me when you said this, put in this effort. Maybe that could have been a growing experience for them. I'm going to assume they did not communicate after that because it felt like they were rehashing it for the first time on this show.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem great in terms of their, like, if she, again, like you said, she's young she seems very wrapped up in the social media vision of dating and romance and marriage and seems to only think of marriage in the like rom-com way where it sort of ends at the wedding and you don't see any of the like difficult parts of compromising or like doing any of that like that's how i that's how she comes across as thinking about romance and marriage as like oh well isn't it all of these cute vignettes and like beautiful songs and the rose pet, like you said like all of these romantic gestures
1: but even if it's not that what if she just like wants those things and he's not giving them to her it just feels like they need to communicate it does
0: it just doesn't see yeah it seems like they could be needing to communicate better it seems like they are communicating and he's like i can't do that all the time and when i did you didn't like it (laughs) and that's like the end of it and she's just like well then i don't want to marry you
1: I have that she says, to his face, what if my soulmate is still out there?
0: Again, at 25, Yeah, I guess fair. she could
1: have said that in an interview, but yeah, and they've only been dating for two years, but it's like, you, well, you're living together, so I feel like you should think that you'll get married one day. It, I mean, unless you've talked about it and you don't want to get married and you've discussed that, but if you've lived together, if you've moved in together after two years mm-hmm. and one of you definitely wants to get married. I think to say, what if my soulmate's still out there is, is bold.
0: Two years of dating. She's 25. I think it's kind of fair of her to think that. What if, what if this isn't it? I think, I think you can think that and it's maybe not the most romantic thing ever, but.
1: I honestly think they're, they're on different pages and that's, that's what it all comes down to. They don't communicate, but they're on different pages. He wants, like he said, his parents have been together for more than 30 years He wants a wife and kids and he's 29. So reasonable. And she likes him and she's 25 and she likes him well enough to move in and maybe see a future, but she isn't envisioning getting married and having kids right away and isn't, doesn't have the, you know, parents have been together for 30 years thing to look at. And she even says, I think that her parents were divorced or whatever, but Yeah. So again, just like very different pages. So I don't know how they'll work out at first when she said when she asked him like how he'd feel if they never had kids. I was like, I'm sorry, they've never talked about wanting kids until this moment. And they've been dating for two years. And I still can't figure out three episodes later if it feels like they've talked about it before or not. But if I'm gonna land on that. It seems seems like they like they haven't.
0: But again, I will say when I was 22, 23 years old and started dating a person, I was not thinking, do I want to have kids? Should I talk to him about if I want to have kids? The fact that they have such an age gap and it's not even a crazy age gap, but it is very much like he is in the realm where I bet some of his friends are talking about kids. She like, I, I don't, it doesn't, it's not crazy that they've never talked about it. It is crazy that they've never talked about it, but he's talked to her about marriage. You're right. Like those two should have probably they should probably have talked more about how they envisioned envisioned their futures before just being like, well, why won't you marry me? Like there's a lot of communication that needs to be fixed there.
1: I did feel a little bit less annoyed with her, more understanding of her when she said like the real reason she is not sure if she wants kids is because she had a miscarriage. Mm. And I was like, okay. That makes more sense than just being like, I've never thought about it. And I've lived together with this man that I've been doing for two years. And like, I've never even figured out or asked myself. So I think it was portrayed one way in the first interview. And then later when like that comes out, I was like, okay, this actually makes a lot more sense. But again, the question is, have they never talked about this before? Does he, does he know that she went through this? Like, it's all very unclear. And she says later, like, she doesn't think he listens to her. So... To beat a dead horse, the communication is terrible between these two, and I just think they're on entirely different pages. She flirts so hard with Brian later in the episode, and like obviously, like that makes Lisa mad, and we can talk about Lisa. But the way she's just like really trying to get with Brian, I don't think she has any respect for Trey. I think she's over Trey. I think that I just think I think she falls into the Roxanne and Alex camp, and is trying to find a new person. Yeah, it could be. Also, I don't like the way she talks in third person. That's not my favorite. I haven't
0: really noticed that. I don't remember which episode this was in, but I wrote in my notes that someone goes, you okay at Raya when Raya is actively crying? I think it must have been when Trey and she were having that conversation, like the more intimate conversation about maybe kids or about whatever, before they did their choosing ceremony. But she's crying and he goes, are you okay? Like, no, she's she's crying. It was just like a delicate, like, He didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to do with his hands.
1: Did you know that Lisa has a 10-year-old daughter? I just skipped forward to Lisa and Brian, which I think we're on now. But I I'm didn't. reading their little bios right now. I didn't know and that. And I'm not sure that's come up yet in these first three episodes. No. I. Although, how would it come up later? Because Spoiler alert. they're gone? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think they can. Maybe they come back. We have only seen three episodes. But I guess before we talk about that, we can. Before we talk about the giant twist, I felt like these two are on different pages the way Raya and Trey are. Like, Lisa really wants to be married and then have kids and then buy a house. And she's ready for all those things right now. And she even says, I feel like I could be further with someone else. (laughs) To which he says, well, maybe you should then. So very much different pages. She just keeps saying, I'm ready for marriage. And he just keeps saying he's not. And he's 29. So I I don't know if he just wants to be older when he's married. Honestly, I don't really feel like they don't like each other. Like some of the other couples. I just feel like totally different pages. This is the
0: kind of couple that makes me not understand this show. One of them is not ready. The other one is, what are you hoping to accomplish by having the person that's not ready like you want to make them- Date other people. Yeah, you want to make them marry you. Making them date other people. I guess I guess the point that you could logic out is like, oh, they'll get jealous or like they'll realize how much they don't want to lose you. And because you want to get married so badly, they'll say yes. That just seems like a terrible start to a marriage.
1: Well, yes. That's why every time- poster children for ultimatums nick and vanessa come on and talk about ultimatums they acknowledge that it's not the best way but it does work sometimes because it worked for them a little most perfect marriage nick and vanessa yeah. it's so funny to me that they're the poster children for like perfect marriage
0: also yeah can we talk about the fact that um i heard that nick lachey stands on a box whenever he and vanessa are doing they, like, is she taller than him? I didn't know that, and she wears heels. And so, I've heard that I want I will, I will, um, make sure that this is true, but I'm fairly certain that he stands on a box when yeah. he's giving why make sure interviews. it's true.
1: Let's just slander Nicholas. Right, that's same. hilarious.
0: Uh, I just can't imagine all those people trying to look seriously at the two of them while they're giving these well, impassioned speeches. Oh, a a box. Box. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. So funny.
1: So back to Lisa and Brian, they've been together for a year and a half. So I think it's reasonable that he at 29 and having only dated this woman for a year and a half is like still trying to figure it out. Like maybe he is ready for marriage potentially with someone else or if life had happened differently, if he'd been dating someone for longer. But he was like close to 29 when he started dating her. A year and a half s not that long. And she to be like, hey, I want marriage right now, right now, right now, right now. When they've only been dating for that long. And, and I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy that he'd be like, eh, not sure. Also, I felt a little bit like I was wanting to defend Lisa when Brian was like, hey, are you sure you're going to be emotionally able to handle what comes next? Like, we know you have issues with that. I was like, Brian, you better not. And then to see what happens next. The first she has her mental breakdown at like two in the morning, which feels like a huge mood swing from whatever came before and after but I was like honestly this is exploitative like I was feeling again ready to defend her because I was like we can't watch this woman have a mental breakdown like this is this is exploitative and side note that is still true but then we see her again freak out when he's talking to Raya and I was like okay I'm I'm
0: starting to feel like Brian had a point (laughs) so (laughs) Yeah, for humorous sake, yes. But also I felt the same way of like definitely exploitative. She was the one who issued the ultimatum, brought them on the show. And in the middle of the night when she's like crying and is saying, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I want to end this. I don't want to do this anymore. The fact that Brian, like I don't understand why Brian was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Put down the phone, like talk to me that seemed that made me pulled me out and was like oh do they get money for being on the show for a certain amount of time like why he was the one who was pulled into this experience why is he trying to make her stay when she so clearly is unhappy and wants to just be out of this experience
1: but just giving the ultimate being given the ultimatum doesn't necessarily means that you're against being on it so you have to kind of see like what the other person might then be i mean it could be internet fame that he wants it could be dating other people that he wants but that makes it worse. Well, yeah. Well, it's all horrible. That's what I I did say. Side note: I know it's exploitative. However, it was I'm it just was well edited. Perhaps Brian just wants to work on her reactions, to think, or like wants them to be able to work on like how do we handle no, things? No, I call bullshit. <laughs> because he's on that in general. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the nervous breakdown alone. Now I'm talking about when she freaks the fuck out later at him in the parking lot. And again, it's like, I'm over this, I'm done. And like, it's like literally freaking, like ha- like
0: screaming. Yes. I think that was, I think that was incited by producers and by him and by lack of sleep and by being, spoiler alert, pregnant. Uh, that's why they leave. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about the fact
1: that she was pregnant then. But I don't know. I think because he says earlier, like, you, you know, you have difficulty sometimes like processing thing, and she's like no i don't and he's like uh, clearly they've had this conversation before sure. obviously the meltdowns and stuff are edited they're probably producer involved my theory my point is that i think he isn't ready to be like let's get married and even after she says she's pregnant he's not like amazing let's settle down like i think he has doubts because of what seems to be a pattern of like she overreacts in in what his opinion is overreacting, I want to be careful. to We don't know the full story, and maybe she's having appropriate reactions. But it feels like he thinks he's not ready to settle down with her because he's not sure about her emotional reactions to things. And I'm really basing that off of not just the meltdowns, but his little comment to her about, like, you don't always handle things the best.
0: Yeah, that's possible. I also think that she should take that as a note, that potentially he's not the right partner for her when she's like – finally acknowledging hey maybe i can't handle this i want to extricate myself from this situation and he's like no 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 don't do that let's just push through like he definitely then it could also be that she's
1: been rash before and then regretted decisions she's made in the moment like there had to be something to that because like you said it doesn't really make sense
0: um we've we've touched on now that they are pregnant and they do leave the show so we you want to move to the I find the choosing ceremony so boring. And I know that it's supposed to be spicy in that like they're saying mean things about their partner. They're like saying things in front of one another and so it's like oh my god I can't believe the tension here or whatever. It takes forever. <laughs> like it's not I don't know. I don't like it. But there was that stunned silence, a pregnant pause if you will, when we were told that um the couple was leaving because they were pregnant. So that was interesting. Yeah,
1: I think that, and then the, like, Alex and Roxanne and Kat and Antonio situation was, like, really giving me enough to be entertained about. But for the most part, it is boring. All the other people and, and their little speeches about why they picked people, it all feels very forced. But Too long. Yeah, I was... I was shocked. I was not shocked when they said they left. Like their first announcement was just that they left. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. She has been begging to. So it makes sense. But then when it was from when she was pregnant, I wrote, yikes. And I don't know. Also, his response right away was, I'm surprised. Like the first words out of his mouth in that, well, editing, but Mm -hmm. it seems like the first words out of his mouth are, I'm surprised. But then he smiles and he says he's happy and he loves her. But he does admit that. You know that the relationship still needs a good amount of work, and I mean, I hope at this point that they're ready for that. Now that there's a baby,
0: the fact that Nick Lachey is like, we invited them to come on and tell them yourself, our like themselves, and they declined. Uh, so I'm going to tell you. I just felt like was so. I it made I don't know it made me feel so icky. I was like she obviously didn't really want to this to be part of their lives away when they sign up for the show it's horrible but we
1: just have to we that's another that's a separate podcast and And then he was
0: like let's discuss and i was like oh geez all right
1: i loved that because then they just all sit around and discuss her being pregnant and they're like shit talking them basically like well that's horrible they're never gonna be able to like raise this baby together and then there's like a weird pause and roxanne says Well, I wish the best for her pregnancy. And everyone quickly is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh of course. Yep. Like after brutally shit talking. Oh, "Oh, yes, of course. We wish the best for her pregnancy. So that actually made me laugh out loud. Another thing that actually made me laugh out loud. He says, Brian. And so back to the like Mm -hmm. flashback or reveal scene where Lisa's telling Brian, he says to Lisa. So you're saying I'm off the hook for the ultimatum. And then she straight up just goes. 'Mm, bad timing and he's like oh yeah haha bad timing (laughs) that was so freaking awkward and also like I don't know
0: it felt like real but also awkward I was about to ask you do you think that scene was staged like after the fact they asked him to come back and stage the like tell him you're pregnant but that portion does make it seem more real
1: oh yeah I think it was real I think she's She's probably hoping he gets down on a knee. I don't think that he will right away, but obviously hoping that they work things out and that they can at least co-parent. Yeah. It's not an ideal end situation for that one, but also I was kind of bummed that they left because I thought Brian and Raya would get together and Lisa and Trey would get together, and I actually think that those pairings work better. better. The same way like I think Kat and... Antonio. Antonio worked better and Roxanne and, and Alex. Alex man there's so many names I know because Brian and Raya are not that serious and Lisa and Trey are both serious so yeah it's it felt like
0: it worked I, I kind of agree we should say so we've already said some of the pairings the other ones are um, James and Raya Ryan and who's Ryan with uh, it has to be
1: Trey then oh so
0: they all do swap kind of
1: yeah. So at the, in the, at the end of the day, all, the couples have swapped completely because Weird. we don't have like there should have been another
0: element. Yeah. yeah five yeah.
1: couples. But now there's only four. Got it. And so, yeah, they just neatly swapped, which
0: it's a little uncomfortable. I think makes it fun. It is fun. I mean, uncomfortable yeah. for
1: sure. I think it makes the show more entertaining. There's also another terrible Roxanne Alex moment that I totally forgot about Mm. because it happens at the end of episode one. Roxanne and Alex, first of all, lead a little toast to to breaking up. Don't don't seem so excited, Roxanne and Alex. Keep it in your pants. I wrote, these rude idiots are meant for each other. And I stand by that. Yeah. Or at least meant to not be with their partners. I hope they ruin each other's lives. And she says, and this is This is another direct quote because I could not believe the words that were coming out of Roxanne and Alex's mouths compared to Antonio just off the cuff. It's hard to say they're better than that person, but Alex is amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So Alex is better than Antonio. I I just, why are you with these people?
0: I'm more interested to see when they come back together than the like switch up pairs, to be honest. Um, But
1: yeah, that'll be more fun. Yeah, I just don't understand why Roxanne started. Okay, Roxanne, little miss ambitious business owner, entrepreneur, CEO, whatever she wants to call herself today, started dating a man that works at McDonald's. Worked at McDonald's. He says worked, so he doesn't currently. But like, if she knows that's not what she wants, why enter the relationship? Why date for four years? You want an ambitious CEO man, but all you could find was the McDonald's man, and now you're just grumbly about it. Yeah. Also, Antonio seems like a really nice man. I really would like to say that because I don't know him that well, but it's I don't. <laughs> People keep I don't sort mean of talking to, like, about him
0: as yeah a schlub.
1: Punish him for saying that he were. It was. It's more just that like okay, if he was working at McDonald's because he I don't know maybe he like that's just where he was in life. Then he's done well for himself since. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not trying to knock him. It's just that if you're gonna be a snobby bitch about it, like Roxanne, then why 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 do it? it's just i thought that was on i agree and i just thought that was strange
0: i think that's it yeah we've uh we've exhausted the first three episodes the last thing i will say is as nick lachey put it sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder and sometimes absence makes the heart grow absent so wise words to live by that's how he closed out one of the episodes (laughs) We've got, we've got more to see. I'm I'm reluctantly, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to discussing. I think it's so fun.
1: <laughs> I watched this on the treadmill and I was more entertained on the treadmill than I have been in a long time.
0: Okay. Well, I don't, again, Which,
1: it takes a lot to do that. It's just so fun. I, and, I, and I write so many notes because there's just so much to laugh at. So it really keeps me glued. I'm in it
0: for you. So I will be thank back you. for the next three episodes. Is that what our plan is? Or we, I guess we'll see what hap- like how the natural story are. I guess if arc. not a lot happens, yeah. then
1: we can maybe just do the rest of the season. I just felt like with the introductions to the people, I had a lot yeah, of Yeah, 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 that's fair. So we had to do that. But I think our next pod will be Veronica Mars. And then after that, um, we'll see. So thank you guys for listening and catch us next
0: time. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Fall and me, Jennifer Cullen.